and welcome to another episode of Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, the show that unpacks the game of Australian Survivor each and every Tuesday night. I'm your host, Nathan Morris, and we're almost at the finish line! Woo! As always, make sure you've caught up with every episode of Australian Survivor on 10 Play On Demand. Joining us this week is the king of the jungle, Luke Toki. Now, Luke... Do you think that George is coming for your title of the king? Look, George is definitely coming for my title. He's rocked up to my castle. He's got his wooden shield, his wooden um, sword, and he's coming for it. But unfortunately, my castle's fortified because I have a good physical game. <laughs> and you dug a moat. Beautiful. And as always, Survivor super fan and very good friend of the show, it's our girl, Shannon Gus. Hi, Shannon. Nathan, I was your friend, now I'm a friend of the show. I just really want to be your friend. But, you know, another big week, a bit of a quieter week, though, some smaller strategic decisions, and we are set up for a big endgame with some massive players still in for the finale week. Brilliant, Shannon. Also, fan favourite Nick Iadanza will be joining us later in the show. But first, let's look at what happened on Australian Survivor this week. It's day 38 and our tribe mates are feeling the heat. The competition is totally wrapped up. So we've got to start thinking about who we want to sit next to at the end. A simple challenge proves harder than it looks. Here we go. I'm just dead already. Let go of that ring. You're in the drink. No shot at immunity. And Haley wins immunity. Well at Tribal Council, Jonathan introduces a twist. Whoever is voted out, choose an urn to smash. Andrew is voted out. Andrew. But gets a second chance. Empty. Sorry, Andrew, no luck tonight. Danny and Flick are sitting at the bottom of the tribe. Eager to keep fighting, Danny wins the immunity necklace. And she does it! George has plans to vote out Flick. Flick's gonna get the Flick. But can he trust his alliance with Haley and Wade? To everyone's surprise, Kara plays an idol for herself. I was going to save it for a rainy day. OK. With the greatest number of votes against her name... Flick. Flick smashes an urn oh, and luckily yes. is safe for another day. Congratulations. <laughs> Kara opens up about last night's idol. Because I had three different conspiracy theories on it. Danny wins another reward challenge and chooses Flick and Haley to join her at the Tylenol Outback Retreat. The three tribe mates are living the high life. This is the best reward yet. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Flick and Danny propose an idea to Haley. So you're in, Haley. I'm in. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> you better not flip on me. <laughs> After starting Go. off last in the race, Way rises to the top and wins her first individual oh, immunity. Back at camp, Haley is offered two different options. 
to work against George or to work with George. I'm hoping to the survivor gods and the Macedonian Jesus that Haley and Way stick with Car and myself. Flick finds a hidden immunity idol. <laughs> and at Tribal Council, the heat is on. Just remember how you play before you send someone to the seat. The tribe mates must vote again. We're tied. Two votes Flick, two votes Kara, two votes Danny. And it's Danny who will be joining the jury. Danny, the tribe has spoken. Yeah, the girls. And the final five are decided. Another huge week of Australian Survivor and King George is still here. And I have to say, I'm just loving his something about Mary hairdo at the end there. But look, George's name has been on the chopping block multiple times. Um, how is George still surviving? Look, George uh, really has this outwit situation down packed. He has been doing it from day one. And right now, as you know, in Merge, he has posed no physical threat to the immunity necklace. So it's definitely helping him through the game. But his main weapon, his weapon throughout this whole game has been Kara and his relationship with Kara. And to be able to talk to her and just know that the full truth is being told gives him a great understanding of how the game is playing and the dynamics between uh, everyone left in the game. I tell you what, that unwavering trust and loyalty between those two is unbelievable. That's probably what would be a dream to have on Survivor. But I need to get your opinion on this, Shannon. George, how is that man, the cockroach from Bankstown, still standing? I mean, he really is the cockroach. He's still there. And I think he made a lot of really powerful moves through the post-merge to make himself really numerically crucial. I mean, even when Braun earlier on were doubting him, they needed him. And even now, Wayne and Haley might want to get rid of him, might see him as dicey or might see him in some ways as threatening. They need those numbers to work against what is a more threatening block in ways against Fleek, Danny, Andrew, who have physical strength and who have some jury chops as well. So I think there were a lot of logical decisions made this week to keep him in. And I think that it was a good decision all around, even though, yes, maybe he shouldn't still be there for so many reasons. It's unbelievable that it happened, but they need him as a number and they need him there as part of the alliance. Hey, Luke, I want to know, when would you have gotten rid of George if you're in? Before merge, I said on day one, I wouldn't trust someone that was dressed like a uh, Jurassic Park safari guide. Now... And look what's happened. He has done so well, and now it's about picking off the physical threats. So he's he's sitting quite well right now within the brain um, group. Yeah. Now, um, at the Italian lunch reward, Danny confronts Kara about her gameplay. How do you think Kara is playing the game, Shannon? I think Kara, you know, it's funny because I think she and George, they're really yin and yang. Like, they give each other what the other one might lack. Like, George has the pure strategic chops, the correct read. You see them debating her playing the idol, and he's correct on that. She misplays the idol. She misreads that strategy. But then we see what Kara brings to the table is that social management. She tries to kind of manage that relationship between Wei and George, and that could be extremely crucial. It's a dynamic that we see quite often on Survivor. I think of, like, Tony and Trish in the U.S., where you have maybe a more bombastic strategic player who needs a more softening force to come in, clean up the messes to a degree and massage it from a social perspective. So I think she brings that in there, but she definitely needs George more from a strategic perspective to lead her a little bit on those decisions. And we do see that idle misplay that could become crucial later on. Oh, that idle misplay, it was like, 
You've got to take your empath powers into the workshop and get the oil adjusted, don't you think, Luke? What do you think about Kara's gameplay? I feel like there's so many plays and Kara is getting confused with them. And so she knows she's got an idol and she wants to now start playing maybe her own game, even though she still wants to sit next to George at the end, which is great for George. I think that she's letting the paranoia set in and uh, it's understandable because you're at this point in the game. I've talked about the trust that um, Kara has with George, but also being next to someone that is so tactical like George must play on your mind and it, it must make you question everything even though you have that loyalty and trust but yet you would think something's happening without me knowing do you think shan i think george is her rock like i know it might seem a little weird to us because george seems like he's always playing but i do really believe the trust between the two of them and i don't think she's doubting him i think she's doubting way and Haley, who have been kind of in the swing vote position who there is some logic to taking them out you know at that final six if they decide to flip on them they could be flushing an idol they don't know that george and Kara have an idol but in the season it's a pretty safe bet so there's some logic there and there might be a bit of a 50 50 in switching it up and i think her doubt was in way and Haley making that decision for themselves they don't in the end she's misreading that and hopefully she could have read that better and then and even then trusted a 33 percent chance with the urn so i would have held on to it but it really does come down to the misread but i think that the trust for her is in george they are a really formidable duo because i really do think they believe in each other now you mentioned the word flip there let's talk about the woman that flips more than a pan of pancakes uh hayley what do we think about hayley um she's been called out vocally about being the flipper um, how does she manage that perception, Luke? Well, I actually think she's starting to manage it, you know, now. She's sticking strong with Way, and she's stuck strong with um, Kara and George. So now she's, you know, sticking brains strong. And I believe that with her voting out the brawn, it also makes sense because she would be the brawn within the brains. Mm. And the brawn would respect the fact that Haley has such a physical you know, challenge beast. And if she's able to push forward with the brain and pretend like she's brain strong, it gets her further in the game. It, she's she's really playing it quite great, I believe. Yeah, well, being brain strong and being the brawn on the brain with being a brain is a pretty good position <laughs> to be in. Shannon, what do you think about Haley and her flipping? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, like, flipping is a hard one. Like, she stayed strong this whole week. It just yeah. looks like flipping to them because she promises them one thing and doesn't deliver on it. <laughs> it's a hard place to be because she is in that middle position, which is great for a lot of reasons. I mean, that side's not flipping on her, not working against her. Everyone's coming to her and trying to work with her, which as a massive threat is such a plus. But it does mean you get wined and dined on rewards. You have to lie to people's faces, which is something that she's had to do. But you can't tell someone you're not working with them, you know, the Emmett move. It's a really tough one to do that because then it, you know, encourages them to fight even more in challenges, to look even harder for idols, which they find anyway, but to work against you in some ways. So she has to kind of sell them a bill of goods, but then they go to the jury angry at her. So it's a really, really tough one to manage. Hopefully, if she gets to the end, she could stand on the brilliance of what her game has been for so much of the season. But, yeah, she's burning some people because everyone wants to work with her and she can't work with everyone. Yeah. Now, um, I need to know what you guys think about Haley and Wei's position to stick with George and Kara through the votes for Flick and Danny Shannon. 
Yeah, I mean, the big one for me, the toss-up was at these two final six votes, it's your last chance to split a vote. That, to me, was really the only toss-up. Should they try split a vote against George and Kara to make sure they get one of them out? Because if they're going to flip at five, which to me is where the crack should come, you are, you know, there could be an errant idol that comes out, as it often has this season, that ruins your game. But I still think that I lean to keeping as they did, keeping Brain strong, just because... Flick and Danny are so threatening in their own ways, physically, I think especially Flick with a jury, but both of them with some brawn allies on the jury. So they really block up that end game. Add that, you know, urns are coming in for someone like Flick. As they said multiple times, to blindside someone like George in that, he could come back wanting revenge. So you really have to play those odds and keep it quite stable when there's such a big twist like that. And I think they just kind of played it really safe down the line um, in what could be some really, you know, interesting 50-50 call but I think they made good decisions. Yeah, it's um, a hard one, isn't it? Because you do have to look at the end and, you know, the jury basically is brawn. So what do you think about the decision, Luke? Um, yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. Like, why would you want to jump over to Flick and Danny and then they go on some sort of run and want to vote all the brains out and you're just the one standing beside them hoping that they will um, take you through to the end. It, you know, you've got a tight four, stick to that tight four. And it's also, you, you kind of want the, you're at the point where you want a brain to win and you have majority. So why would you want to jump across and help the brawns make it all the way to the end and end up with a brawn uh, final? Because Flick and Danny seem quite inseparable as well. Oh, and I will say, Luke, that you uh, made a lot of decisions based on, especially in that 2019 season, taking mm. out physical threats that were going to, you know, stop you from winning immunity. Yeah. That's why you took out yeah. Abby. And I do think that exactly. that's been the issue with Danny and Flick is that the physical disparity between them and George and Kara is just really it's... great. And it's something that has to be thought about. Well, obviously with Haley and the final four of those brain guys, she's protecting them from Danny and Flick. So whenever you get a chance to swing on Danny and Flick, you're gone. Uh, and Haley knows that she is like sitting in a great position because they want a brain to win, not a brawn. Yeah. Uh, what I do love, uh, something that George said was now he's the strongest man on <laughs> Survivor. Um, and even when he called himself the alpha male, I think he was wrong. The alpha male was Haley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, someone who much. probably wasn't George. But I will say, you know, yeah, the girls, as was said many times this week, it's really, really cool to see so many strong women oh, making it so far in the game. You know, them and George. But what a fun end game, and how cool to see again an Australian survivor, just the legacy of strong women that continue to succeed in this game. Oh, I couldn't agree more, Shannon. Power to the women. Before we unpack more, Nick chats with the latest member of the jury, Danny. Welcome to the Jury Villa for Australian Survivor Season 6. I'm here with the great Danny. Hello. Danny, how are you feeling? I feel great. I'm, and I'm so glad to be in Jury Villa and yep. speaking to you this morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Better than 500 grand getting to speak to me? <laughs> Not quite. Yeah, but, okay. uh, I yeah. won't take it it'll personally. Do. It'll do. Um, so I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. So why did you apply for Survivor or what is it that brought you out here? Well, Survivor is the ultimate test, isn't it? It's the one of the hardest, you know, games in the world. And so why not test yourself against the best? So can you tell me what was your strategy going in? Did you have one? I did have a strategy and it was get close to the alpha, build mm -hmm. his trust, mm -hmm. and then at the last moment, out of his head. <laughs> how'd they go for you? Uh, I nailed it, actually. <laughs> I absolutely nailed it. Um, I went in, I stuck to my game plan. I built the trust of the alpha, Simon, mm -hmm. and uh, I sent him home in Australian first with not one, but two idols in his backpack. 
That is just like chef's kiss. Oh, absolutely. Like it, I had to throw a challenge to get there, <laughs> send them home. Like it was just everything. It's all about timing and execution. Okay, can you sum up your gameplay in three words? It's a tricky Ooh, question. But... Three words. Uh, consistent. Mm -hmm. Timed. Savage. <laughs> savage. <laughs> Yeah. I think you should get that tattoo, consistent time, savage. Yeah, That's good. because he did not see it coming and he literally looked me in the eye and said, you're not going to blindside me tonight, are you? I said, if you're worried, play one of your idols. And he goes, no, I trust you. Oh, brilliant. Bum, bum, bum. Isn't that fun? Isn't it fun to do stuff like that? Oh, it is You just so don't get the fun. chance to do it in your everyday life. No, I lie to people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so who was your BFF in the game and who was your frenemy in the game? Okay, BFF was absolutely Chelsea. Uh, everyone will be able to see this great little relationship that we had. Uh, she's like my little sister mm -hmm. and I miss her dearly. I can't mm -hmm. wait to see her. Great. Um, frenemy. Ooh, Hayley. Okay. She is... Uh, Arch enemy, you know, we had the face versus the oracle, and uh, it was a showdown, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, right. Okay, so what did you think your strengths would be going into the game, and did that actually pan out for you? Yeah, so my ability to adapt and my physical strength. You know, when it came to challenges, you have to put your body on the line, and every single time, that's what I did. Great. Okay, talk to me about what did you miss. Obviously, you miss your family, so mm -hmm. that goes without saying, so you don't yeah. need to say that. Give me something else random that you missed while you were out there. Uh, beer. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely missed uh, having a uh, cold beer after a long day at work. I hope that you have had a beer or two since I've you have been I've had a beer or two, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so that brings me to life in Jury Villa. Can you tell me, like, has it been difficult to adapt? Not really. Um, you know, it's odd. You have to open and close doors now, you know. I sleep, right? I doors were a big thing doors, for me too. yeah. Yeah, yeah. unexpected, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, cutlery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just sitting down and not eating with your hands or <laughs> off a rock is really nice. Yeah. And... Uh, just sleeping in a bed. I think your body is so uh, adjusted to sleeping on the ground and now you have to sleep in a bed. It's kind of, like, uncomfortable. So a lot of fans ask this mm -hmm. when they see the Jury Villa videos and then the contestants see the freshly made bed and the contestants jump on it fully, really, uh, already completely dirty. Did yeah. you do that or did you wait? I did. I jumped straight on the bed and then I had to get up and, like, brush all the dirt <laughs> off and I was like, OK, I need a shower before I actually climb into this bed. Again, your standards are so low that... Yeah, you don't even care. Yeah. yeah. I literally, like, the next day, I think I was rolling around on the ground because I was like, I miss this. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so how are you preparing for Final Tribal Council? Ooh, Final Tribal Council is all about asking the right questions. Okay. So I really want to think about what I'm going to ask and how I can take their answer and apply it to my voting strategy. All right, Danny. Well, thank you so much for chatting to us. No uh, you absolutely brought a unique spin to the game and we uh, cannot wait to see what the future holds for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So as we just saw, Danny was undoubtedly the queen of winning reward challenges. I mean, she got a car. Now, Shannon, how do you rate her decisions on choosing who joins her for the reward at the Outback Retreat? Uh, I mean, I love Danny so much. I mean, she is definitely the queen of rewards, but I have to say it, I'm so sorry, not one of those reward plans worked. Literally not <laughs> one of the four. KFC Alliance didn't come off. The Car Alliance, that one lost out. The Italian Alliance, nothing happened there. And now we have the spa reward and it didn't work. And I do think, you know, she wasn't necessarily choosing the right people to take Flick here. Like, 
Flick's gonna work with you. I know you wanna hang out with her, but like you guys are a pair. You leave her back at camp to keep an eye on George and Kara, <laughs> look for her own idols, and you take Wei and Haley, Haley the decision maker, Wei, who I think maybe can be brought in by those social relationships. For sure, you tie and woo, you try and woo the full pair rather than bringing your friend. And Luke, I think it's something that you benefited from in your season in 2019, where Janine yeah. took Pia also on a spa reward. And you know, you left you with Abby, and you guys made a four with Baden and Harry that ended up winning some votes from there on. And I think, guys, if you win rewards, I know you want to hang out with your friends, but don't don't choose your friends. Leave them back at camp, divide and conquer, and take some swing votes instead. So wait there, what I'm sensing is um, any spa retreat is dangerous on Survivor, Luke? Mate, you don't want to take me on any retreat because I'm telling <laughs> you, I'll flip the game. I've done it with the Champagne Alliance. I did it when they decided to leave Abby back at camp with me and Harry and uh, Baden. That was something I've been setting up for some time. So, like... Take advantage of these rewards. Don't take your best friend. I'm not going to take Jericho on a reward knowing that he's back at camp and he's doing as much work as he can to split up the tribe. I'm not going to take David on a reward doing the exact same. You leave your best friends away from you and you go to work separately and create cracks. That's what happens. Danny, unfortunately, decides she wanted to do some nice little, um, you know, Soap rubbing or whatever. I don't, soap know, what I don't, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. You've she got a wife. Course. It's not called soap rubbing. It's called having a bath. Well, either way, she wanted to have a bath with her best friend. And, um, you know, she brought Hayley. I just feel like she could have brought a pair. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure that it would have worked anyway, but I do definitely think that it was objectively the wrong decision. And you have to see with these fire awards, like to stay overnight somewhere is so much time to leave people back at camp without you. And it's so much time to try and use to your advantage. So you really do have to make the right call. So, I mean, I don't think that that was the right one for her, but I don't know that it would have necessarily gone well anyway. I think the one thing you can say is possibly leaving George and Way together. Possibly the best thing is just putting them in a small group together and maybe they'll just kill each other by the time they've come back but they seem to be doing pretty fine anyway so I think take away with you and try and woo her with a spa. Um, Shannon when you talked about um, Danny's failed alliance resume do you think in the real world if she was creating a netball team anyone would show up? <laughs> I mean it depends is she is there food at netball because I don't think so I think if she, any proximity to reward has actually been possibly Danny's undoing at times even though she was the queen of the rewards so look I love Danny as a character I'm really really sad to lose her. I think she was bringing a lot I wish one reward plan had worked just one just, just one, one one time just one but she was way too dangerous Danny she's way too tough look coming up after the break Nick Danza gives us a rundown on how to survive tribal council plus the snake himself joins Luke and I to dissect more survivors, so stay tuned. Tribal Council is just beyond those rocks, and it's true, it's the place where people's dreams are shattered. Unless you're that one lucky person whose dreams come true. Now, I have had my fair share of steep learning curves on Survivor, and I've learned a thing or two over the years. I have learned that learning to navigate Tribal Council is one of the fundamental skills a Survivor needs to have. So here are my top five tips on how you can survive Tribal Council. Tip number one. Use Jonathan's questions. The best survivors are the ones who can say it all without saying anything at all. And yes, sure, being evasive is a surefire way to get JLP on your back, 
but if you can throw him a juicy bone or redirect the conversation in another direction, then it makes it look like you're showing all your cards without revealing your hand at all. Number two, use where you're sitting. Have you found yourself sitting smack bang between two rival alliances? Leverage that. Don't be afraid to kind of cut them off from the private whispers which fuel paranoia and fuel modern tribal councils. Sitting in the back row, don't be afraid to point or mouth the names of the people sitting in the front row. A live tribal is all about keeping the gameplay rolling while the discussion is happening. And the people sitting next to you, they're the best bet you have of getting your way. Number three, prepare your weaponry. Not only do you need to remember to bring your idols and advantages to Tribal Council, but you need to consider where you're going to stash them. In Survivor All-Stars, I needed to slip my extra vote into the urn while voting without anyone seeing, so you better believe that sucker went in my jocks from camp. So remember, be prepared. Number four, use the voting booth in creative ways. In season two, Ziggy broke new ground when she yelled out the name of the person that she was voting for and let her entire alliance know. A brilliant move, born out of thinking a little bit differently. And the same goes for handwriting. Mix up your font styles across the season so that no one can track who you've been voting for. And number five, be gracious in defeat. Or not, if all else fails and you get blindsided, you do have to accept it and relish your last few moments in the game before you take that long walk out of tribal council. But... If you come into tribal knowing that you're going home, burn that place to the ground. Throw grace out the window, drop bombs, reveal secrets, expose cracks, go guns blazing. Look, it might not do anything. It might help save you. But even if it does nothing, take it from someone who did it. It sure feels good doing it on your way out. Welcome back. We are joined by puzzle master Nick Ayadanza. Hi, Nick. How are you, buddy? Good to be back, and uh, I can't believe we're nearing the end of this this whole journey. It's feeling pretty. It's, getting, it's definitely heating up. Yeah, I think we need you to unbutton one more button on that shirt there, Nick. Uh, look, uh, we've seen many twists and turns this season, but what did you think about the urns at Tribal Council? Does this influence the tribe mate strategy? Do you yearn for the urns, Luke? Look, I, I don't think it changes much. I think when you go to vote someone out. You just guess and hope that they uh, don't pick the right urn. It, it doesn't change much. What it does do is give someone another opportunity in the game, uh, which, look, it's not the worst thing because sometimes it can mix up the situation. But I, I think right now there's a, a majority of four sticking quite strong and and three, you know, you just it, – it, it, it makes your elimination – it just holds it off. That's how I feel like. Yeah, because everyone sort of seemed a little bit worried about the fact that if you um, uh, choose someone, they break the urn, they get back in the game, what's that going to do? But from my rudimentary understanding of Survivor, you just vote them out again. Nick, what do you think about that? I'm actually surprised that the urns caused that much of a concern for everyone. They don't really seem like they should be as big of a wrinkle to the game as they were for the contestants. It's not like an idol. If you get voted out and someone plays an idol, then the next lowest number of votes, next highest number of votes goes home. It wasn't that. It really was just a chance for someone to get back into the game. So I am surprised. And the main thing that I'm surprised about is that people were worried about, oh no, I betrayed someone. They're gonna come back and realize how that I betrayed them and they're so mad at me. Everyone is betraying everyone this season. It really doesn't matter unless it's Cara deciding to flip on George, yeah. I really don't see it as a big of a deal. 
Yeah, now um, I want to know uh, what do you think about the decision to get rid of Danny over Flick? Right move, wrong move, Luke? Would that have been your move? Uh, look, it just, um, either either really, that it just proves that the brains are staying strong and, you know, taking out Danny or Flick, it, it doesn't matter. Um, after Andrew went, they're just picking. So that that's why the urn is a bit of a situation because well, maybe some seasons and, and if the tribe, um, like say the tribe uh, dynamics are a bit different, you'd understand, but the, the tribe dynamics are quite simple right now. It's four brain against three brawn, and it's just pick one, pick one, pick one. So I tell you what, though, I think that they made the right decision because I feel like Danny played a harder game, right? She played a harder yeah. game, and I feel like uh, Flick it was more in people's hearts. So I think they made the right decision with that because they're both fierce competitors physically, Nick. Yeah, yeah, Luke, I disagree with you. I think it really does matter who goes in this moment because um, Danny has proven herself to be way better at the challenges than, uh, than Flick is. She's got great aim when she's throwing. She is much more of like a, a, uh, a, a bit of more of a force in camp as well. So I think that you want to kind of get her out of the way. Um, and I think it really does matter who you leave behind because that person who's left behind is basically going to be the last... The last stumbling mm. block. And when there's only one person left from the other tribe, that's when the, the 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 majority starts to get greedy and wants to kind of splinter. So you need to make sure that the person that you're leaving as last isn't going to be able to really worm their way all the way to the final. Who do you do you think um, though that who who's better in socially, Danny or Flick? Like Flick. who would you rather sit next to the the, the end? So why if Flick's really better socially and maybe more dangerous mm. to sit next to at the end, why would you want to keep her in over Danny? Like, that's... I agree. Because Danny kicks that, everybody's ass and everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I understand, but, but so does Flick and so does Hayley. Yeah. So, like, but it's so... I think the reason that you keep uh, Flick around is because there is a bit of a relationship there between Hayley and Flick. And Danny seems way too headstrong. And when there's only, like, five people left, you really do need to be able to... Uh, maneuver people and massage people, and I don't think that Danny is as open to being massaged as Flick is. So while Flick might be a bigger jury threat at the end, I think she might help you get to the end a little bit better than Danny will. Yeah, I do feel okay, like okay, I'm wait, Danny. Wait, wait, wait. I yes, got one more. Sorry. I got one more. What is? I'll keep batting it back. <laughs> listen, Danny has won the car. I don't want her to win the five hundred thousand dollars as well. You need to get out of here. <laughs> but she's got a way to get the money home in the bed of the car. I don't get what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, look, George purpose. doesn't want to see Flick and Danny in the final two, because rightfully so. He says that they have more friends on the jury. How important is it to have good relationships with the members of the jury, Luke? Oh, look, your relationships are the ones... that They're the people who are giving you the money. I don't think I've heard once anyone say after George blindsided them, they left the game, that they want George to win. I at least got that quite a lot. So I need to know that George is managing the jury and not burning them because, yes, there's a lot of brawn up there, but the brawn also value being good at the challenges and George has laid down and not decided he didn't even want to compete in a challenge because he thought he would lose. And, and I don't understand 
how he's managing his end game, but I feel like he might be um, managing it not that good. Um, okay, well, let's go to the, the jury question first and then we'll move on to George and his giving up. Nick? I think that the jury always... You, you always need to think that the jury is almost like a bit of a mirror and you need to reflect back to them what they see in themselves. Even if you don't actually think they, they are truthful, honest people, if they perceive themselves to be truthful, honest people, then that's kind of the, the vibe that you need to reflect back to them. If they consider themselves to be amazing game players, then you need to kind of reflect that back to them as well. And I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the jury is that they think... People in the game, and as someone who sat on the jury bench for many, many days, people in the game think that the jury will reward them for playing the game that they set out to play. I really do think the jury wants to reward the play that they themselves as jurors wanted to play and didn't actually get to see there to the end. And, I, and I've had people um, try and curry favour with me from, from still in the game and give me the wink and, and smile and look over to me when they say a point. And it's like, mm, no, 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 you, you're missing what I value. It's not what you value. And I think that maybe that's what a few people are missing. Now, um, Luke, you just touched on it before, and I think Flick was so clever with pointing out that Survivor is outwit, outlast, outplay, and then circling in on the fact that George, with the outlasting part, is giving up in challenges, which I don't think I've seen as much on a series of Survivor as I have during this season. Do you think that's going to uh, hinder George's final game if he does get it to the end? Uh, look, of course it is. Like, I would be throwing it out there like every pretty much tribal and be like, George, you haven't, you you actually um, laid down. You have laid down way decided not to compete in a challenge because it was too hard. Like, there's, there's the outplay part and it's also the competitive part. Can you imagine right now if it was Wade, George and maybe another contestant that was similar yeah. and they put, a, they put a challenge out there and they all just sit down at the start and go, oh, it's too hard. It's too hard. There's no winner. There's no way <laughs> how do you even play that. But so, they were tired. But this, this is the survival part. You're always this is, tired. Brawn. This is when Braun... Um, you know, and I think even brains, they, they value the part of trying your hardest, um, stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that's hard. And, and, and don't get me wrong, living out there has been hard. You know, the strategy part has been hard, but you do not put your tools down and just lay down on a challenge. That's, um, it, it's, it's, look, it, it could cost you a game. Yeah, because I suppose people are forgiving if it's a fear. Like when George was frightened of heights, even though I think he just didn't want to jump because he didn't want to jump then. But, um, yeah, forget, fear's forgiven, but not even putting yourself in the race, is it, Nick? Absolutely. But, look, and, and I agree with everything you guys have said, except I'm going to quibble with one point. Mm. I think it was a terrible idea for Flick to point that out. Really? In this moment. Yes! Flick, in this moment, you are trying to incentivize Haley to vote uh. out George, and basically what you are doing is showing the whole jury George is a terrible competitor. He does not value the things that the jury values, so vote him out. No, that is all that is doing is a big red flag to Haley going, oh, so everyone hates that? Cool. See a Flick. See it, Danny. George, you're staying with me to the very end. Like, it's just such an odd 
thing. Like, who was she trying to convince? The jury doesn't get a vote tonight. Hayley gets yeah. a vote tonight. Yeah, I just think she just wanted to dob. It's time for a quick break, but stay tuned because we're going to show a teaser of what's to come on Australian Survivor. And it's going to be amazing. Now, we couldn't say goodbye without awarding the best moves of the week. So, um, Luke, we've had the uh, Stick of Destiny. We've had the Pebbles of Power, right? Now we have the Fern of Fierceness. Yes, it's plastic, but it doesn't make it any less fierce. Who's your award going to? <laughs> oh, look, you know, it's not really a strategic move, but just a moment, and I do... I think Way just winning her first immunity was oh. great to see. And also going down, you know, as we're going to the end now, just to be able to, if she sits at the final two, to be able to say, well, I won immunity, you know, and because I think she's quite liked as well. How she did that puzzle so quickly was mind-blowing. All right, I've got a fan here, Nick. Who are you fanning? I'm going to give it to Hayley because if you had told Hayley when her and Baden were sitting at Redemption Rock that she would be uh, sitting there staring down the barrel of the final five, don't think her or Baden would have believed you. So she's done an amazing job and she continues to do an amazing job every episode. I'm going to give it to um, George because George, as he said, is the strongest man in the tribe, even though... He's the weakest person there. Uh, look, a big thank you to Shannon, Nick and Luke. Keep watching Australian Survivor Sundays, Mondays and Tuesdays, 7.30 on 10. Now get ready for a little sneak peek of what's to come on Australian Survivor. We'll see you next week. Flick's going home at tonight's Tribal Council. There's no doubt in my mind. It's crucial that we don't falter now so close to the end. This alliance of four has been working really, really well, and I've got to make sure that nobody drops the ball. You should be looking for an idol. Because uh, I'm not the kind of person that looks the person who's the target in the eye and says oh, there's good. a different plan. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, um, Mark. I do wish you luck in your hunt. Thank you. Your one vote might punch someone out tonight. Oh, I doubt it, seriously. And um, I um, I need to get looking, so... So, oh. good luck. Thanks. I'm in a minority of one, but I have got a hidden immunity idol, which no-one knows about. So I'm going to use it tonight. It's going to take me to final four and... Hopefully, it's going to be a big move in sending George home.